3: What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy. Far, far away from Poloics to Powens, you are getting all of it, and we've got you covered from one end to the other. Uh, My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts.
4: You know, this is Josh. And uh, you know, every time you say your frequency, I think of Back to the Future, I'm your density. (laughs) Like every time, <laughs> I don't know why. Something about the way you say it, I. I it just am your
3: density. Wow, Ooh, destiny.
1: <laughs> uh, this is Kyle, and I. It always makes me think of uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth? There was like a whole other thing that I was getting. Oh, yeah. So I guess you know, in the eye of the beholder, yeah. and all that.
3: Yeah, boy, try saying uh, Poloics and Powans as is two different species. They are me- not easy. Yeah, they are not easy. They got, like, apostrophes in them. Not to call you out. Up. You, you wrote crazy, the script there, so.
1: big guy. <laughs> you brought it on yourself.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the Outer Rim Beacon. Uh, we talk a little bit about Star Wars on this show. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, for those little, that are new, yeah, we talk about the Star Wars. Uh, you join the live streams on Friday nights. You can get anything. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Like, we talk it's about Star Wars, Plus. Star Wars Plus, but we do those every friday night uh at, at uh, eight o'clock eastern close. standard um you can always catch our replays on youtube too but uh anyway we come at you every week we bring that, a like lot one. of star wars content we recap what's going on in the star wars world news notes collecting whatever it is we We'd got love it. to talk to us
1: the heat what's that the heat ah, i knew the it heat? i knew we were bringing the heat <laughs> good
3: glad <laughs> yeah we have uh we have a little bit uh a little bit to talk about this week not much going on in the news i know uh, last week we wrapped not up star um, wars news, sideshow anyway. con sideshow con ended on uh this past weekend they had a whole bunch of new star wars stuff many, and a bunch of new to spend your money yeah yeah oh, a lot of money too um uh, but that was that was about it was kind of slow this week
4: i know we don't want to talk about it here we and go we won't talk about it here we go they, uh, the the scoop, amateur are scooper over fly here. Fly in, um, and uh, it seems like we're getting into a climate like we were in prior to season two of The Mandalorian, where uh, things casting things that seem perfect, pretty plausible, plausible are people starting to fly. pretty plausible out
3: the, uh, people
1: out there.
4: It's like
3: they broke out the uh, casting. The casting room or dartboard?
4: Mixed. No, it's, it's, it's not like a You know, it's just, just like last year when they were like, yeah, tomorrow Morrison is returning to play Boba Fett, and Rosario Dawson is going to be, be Ahsoka. And, uh, spoiler um, alert. Not everybody wants to know, know Katie, before the show. Katie Sackoff is reprising her animated role and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, we're hearing all those things and thinking, oh, man, it sucks that they're – I hope this – Part of me hopes that this isn't right because I don't want them to spoil it, but man, those castings do sound really great, and I hope it would be really cool to have those characters in the show. Well, that's starting to happen again. It's one of the, one of those mm. things where um, I'm trying to dance around not tread what lightly. It is for people that don't want to know, yeah. 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 But there's characters being announced with ac- actors that seem like a good fit, mm-hmm. and I'm excited and also upset about it at the same time, just oh. like I was last year. So.
3: Huh. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Be be wary, people. Don't it's believe like Don't believe everything you read on the interwebs that's uh not always true. Or, you
1: or because what you they were hear, all true so. last year. <laughs> or it is, and you're gonna get spoiled, <laughs> yeah. which is equally <laughs> annoying.
3: You know, the bit the big one that keeps kind of recirc recirculating is the uh the ezra ja, and justin he just
4: spent justin. five minutes trying not to say I was it doing the mambo yeah i was good well he danced around, I, around, I, around not, that thing like
3: i'm not saying anybody is cast it's funny because everybody's like oh yeah this i've heard like 20 different people cast as as ezra get out of here oh, he's get out of back, here with that <laughs> <laughs> get <laughs> out of That's here with true.
4: that i will say i mean at this point Thrawn's not much of a spoiler because they she literally name-dropped him yeah. in the show, and we see his logo on the side of the droid's helmet if you pause it and break yeah. it and, you know, like yeah, enhance. I, to, uh, not but, to
1: pick nits, but like specifically with the Cobb Vanth-Timothy Oliphant thing, Like if he could have popped that helmet off and I realized that that's who that was for the first time, that could have been so cool. Like, even if I knew that Cobb vanth was going to be in the show, that that actor reveal would have been really awesome for me. And it sucks that that got spoiled. And whoever plays Thrawn, I think it's fair to say we're going to see Thrawn since like Josh said, they literally said his name and the logo and all those things. So um, it'd be nice for them to pop on screen and be like, Oh, it's whoever it is rather than like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I saw that on Twitter four months ago. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> dot, dot, dot.
4: Although with, with those two rumors, I mean, there's a inevitable third casting rumor that's got to come at some point, right? Logically, you'd think, but <sighs> Lady Wren, yeah, it, Ren and Stimpy, Kylo can Ren, Lady be, Ren, can it be? Can it?
1: Can it be Tia? I just love her so much; she's awesome. Well, that and that's the
4: thing is, there's going to be fallout if it's not Tia. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, but then how then do you fallout. how do you pick? I, I, I don't know. I, it's already like wh- whatever. Yeah, it, they, let let it be <laughs> Tia. She's awesome. I hope it, I hope it is her. We're gonna make it's, it's, comparisons. together yeah. yeah. I was gonna say some and not, but whatever. It is what it is. There's already some and not others. Well, they're already. Yeah,
4: this is already doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah.
3: lots of rumors, lots of speculation. I out hate there. it. It be mindful of what you read.
1: Keep it to yourself. You, yes, John Lovett's back it. again. I hate it. <laughs>
3: was it jay kind of sherman yeah. was that his character yeah yeah yeah. jay sherman yeah, yeah. the, the critic, critic has returned sherman, sherman, sherman. it stinks yeah um not much else though it was pretty quiet uh w- one bit of news that's that's always exciting
1: one week closer to the deuce baby
3: yeah buddy one more week one more week closer not one more week until One
1: last week maybe. yes Yes. we apparently like one more week off the countdown several weeks
3: yeah Yeah, one more week off the countdown not one more week until i wish it was one more week until i don't have
1: my plane tickets yet (laughs) 43 (laughs) weeks and counting
3: it's crazy so close 43 weeks so close uh it's hot here in the midwest i could use a, a little bit of that ocean breeze uh, out yeah, there, it's been in the nineties here. Week too miserable. So uh yeah, forty three weeks and counting. Get your tickets. Get your plane tickets. Get your hotels. Save some money. Buy some merch. Do you guys? Let me ask you this question. Here is a good celebration question. When you're getting ready to go to celebration, do you do you like pre buy any wardrobe stuff, or are you rocking the old stuff in your closet for Star Wars? Like, do you go? Hey, I'm gonna go get that shirt, and that's what I'm wearing. Like, at least like one day, like one outfit or something. Do you go
1: like? Do you buy a? Do get you buy a new brand outfit new, for the fresh. first day of celebration? Yeah, yeah.
4: It's like it's He's like school, to man. It's like school. You're talking to me like I don't <laughs> buy like five t-shirts off the internet every week. Yeah, you know? <laughs> this is very true.
3: Josh is uh, his collection of t-shirts is is quite ex- extensive. So. Yeah, I didn't know. Like I don't know if you guys uh go out and buy something new just wear what you've had That's before. At I the
1: buy a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. At the first celebration that you and I went to in Anaheim, um I actually had a a friend of mine that made a couple shirts for me like with a uh what's it called? The Cricut um and where you can like iron it on or white to mm-hmm, a shirt. Mm-hmm. And, um so I had a couple like Personalized items.
4: What would you call that?
1: Isn't that what it's called? Cr- what would you cricket? call it? A cricket?
4: Yeah, I don't. I don't think you need to put that. <laughs> Whatever you're putting on the end of it, there. It's just like I cricket. don't understand
3: like, what you're saying.
4: Yeah, <laughs> the cool whip. What the cool whip? Cool whip. It's not a cricket. There's is a it? U in it because it cuts things. Um, I know several women who own them. I think Uh-oh. it's just a cricket. Uh, I mean, is it? I don't know. Well, I obviously is a good. It.
3: This debate is it. Is it <laughs> at, at or atat? Yeah, cricket or cricket
1: All I'm saying is it has a u in it and just because everybody says it wrong doesn't mean that they're right. Um,
4: you know, whatever. Are you ta- are you saying Tab is wrong?
1: Oh boy. C R I C U T. That's not cricket. I'm sorry. That word already exists. That's not how you spell mm. it. <clears throat> cricket. I'm not trying to pick a fight, but very like very, I've read a lot true. of books. And that's how that word would sound. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know. That's um, good question. It's like um, yeah, uh, potato, potato. Send us a message on thing.
1: on Twitter and tell me how to pronounce Crick Hut on Twitter through text, <laughs> which will be complicated. But uh, someone can do it. Help me out. I don't know. I don't I have one.
3: Used, I used to know somebody that used to put the emphasis, uh, the emphasis on the wrong Taco syllable Bell on the wrong thing. Yeah, they, they used to say Taco Bell. Not Taco Bell. It was Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Mm, uh, okay. Like Paco Bell. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Do you want to go to Taco Bell? No, Taco Bell. There's not two different restaurants. It's the same place. Yeah. You got to be careful where you're in. Don't
1: pick up my diction. I'm, I think I'm doing okay out here. I was just so was surprised yeah, by it. And I immediately was
4: like, I'm going to love that.
1: Hey, uh, a spade a spade. The cricket is spelled differently. Uh, Jiminy Cricket does not spell his last name C R I C U T. I'm quite sure of it.
4: That, well, that's fine that it's not spelled <laughs> that way. But that 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 logic doesn't how, mean anything. How
3: is it pronounced? Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha.
4: you. I'm going to wear. Um, where are you, Kyle? I'm
1: going to wear this don't, shirt. Don't you homophone me right now? <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. We love everybody here. No, don't cancel me. (laughs) It means words that sound the same but are spelled differently. Jerk. (laughs) Like bear. And bear, yeah. And bear. But not beer. That's spelled differently (laughs) and pronounced differently. (laughs) Right.
3: Uh, Anyway. This is the kind of stuff you normally uh,
1: have to tune into the live show for. Is in for yeah, a treat? yeah. We've,
3: uh, <laughs> we've gone down a path that I guess Maggie's you know, not Batman here can't to like, follow, so. keep us in order and we'll
1: talk about whatever comes up.
3: Yeah, we, we are without Maggie tonight. She is attending a movie premiere, yeah, I'm so um, I'm sure she'll have a little bit of a write-up on that. So check uh, her feeds and her articles, her, her links are normally her in her bio, bio for yeah. That. Yep. And uh she'll get she'll tell you what it is and what she's writing up. So uh but yeah, we've we've got uh we've got a little bit uh of Star Wars to talk about here. We had a new episode of Bad Batch drop on Friday. we this was what episode 13? thirteen? Yeah, thirteen. Well wow.
1: uh yeah, this was uh, infested. It was infested was title, and right? it was number thirteen, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah really so filled let's in, uh,
4: filled in a, a blank space in my heart did it let's filled. let's dive
3: into this a little bit um and and get into uh the details here with uh kyle <laughs> and let's talk some batch uh
1: yeah i'll fill you in here on all the details of this episode uh ep- I can't wait to get my fill yeah well it was it Uncle was Phil. it was an episode it was episode 13 Infested, like Justin already stated. Directed by Saul Ruiz, who we know about, and written by Amanda Rose Munoz, who you may not remember, but she wrote um, episode 6 Decommissioned of this same series. Um, this episode starts with the Bad Batch returning to Ord Mantel after completing some kind of mission for Sid. We never really get any details on that. Necko's. Talking about how I hope we get paid well. And Sid uh, failed to mention that the drop zone was swarming with Gundarks. Um, Again with the Gundarks, who, in case you didn't know, are vicious, carnivorous desert uh, mammals from the planet Vancor. And they have forearms with 16 claws and keen hearing because they have the large ears, which is presumably why people rip their ears off. Um, Seems... Unnecessary to me, but there it is. One time Anakin and Obi-Wan fell into a Gundark nest, as he mentioned in the beginning of uh, Attack of the Clones, right? Question mark? I'm pretty sure. And uh, Luke looks strong enough to pull the ears off one as well. <laughs> and there you go. We got Gundarks. But Tech also mentions how this is not the first time Sid's left out some key details. She's like that. She's a bit of a jerk, and she just wants you to go do her job and not ask too many questions. So there you go Um, on. So they head back to what is their de facto home base here on Ord Mantell at Sid's parlor and they find it packed with customers. And I don't know about you guys, but that was my first indication that something was up at Sid's parlor. Yeah. uh, Because it generally has two patrons or two patrons and a mysterious, um, person Third. in a cloaked person <laughs> in a corner um poncho yeah poncho. uh d- i guess hollow chess tournaments withstanding um but <laughs> i didn't seem to be another tournament happening right now so this was uh out of the ordinary for Sid's parlor
2: mm-hmm.
4: shout out to bolo and catch the uh regulars who were still there in the bar so. og is
1: still holding it down i hope they're uh we're getting some kind of discount at this point um because you know with when the crowd's packed like that prices on drinks are going up that's just the way it is they got the numbers Surge pricing, exactly so hopefully bolo and Ketch got grandfathered into uh some happy hour prices sid doesn't really seem like the type though if we're being honest <laughs> Not to me.
3: They're sitting at the end of the bar like, "Man, <laughs> we used to come to this place before it was popular." Yeah. I, used to so do, <laughs> commercial now.
1: Used to do $6 buckets. Jeez. It's sold out. <laughs> but uh so corporate now. <laughs> there's uh so there's customers everywhere. There's armored uh beings. Uh we pass a pair of pikes on the way to the bar. Uh pikes we've already talked about in our coverage of season seven of the clone wars. You should check that out if you have not already, but quick recap, they are sentient humanoids question mark. They got crazy heads if we're being honest, but they're humanoids Um, native to Obadiah. We spent some time there in season seven with the spice girls. They have quote, unsettlingly large heads and small faces. And that's fair to say they are weird looking. They seem to be okay with it. Nobody ever mentions it. They are very polygonal. Yes. They're, they look top heavy. You'd think they'd fall over. It's got to be (laughs) strong neck muscles. muscles. There's got to be a powerful core. You'd think just to stabilize everything. I don't know. There's a lot going on, but uh, the Pike syndicate, which, all the pikes we meet, I believe, are in the Pike Syndicate. I can't really think of meeting any just everyday Stereotype. worker pikes. I ju- I'm not saying they don't exist. They surely do. We don't really come across them in the series very often.
4: Kyle, all Sicilians are in the mob. That, yeah.
1: okay. That's what you're saying. And I now. specifically just said the opposite of that. Just because we aren't, they aren't being covered in the show, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Some very friendly pikes but the ones we interact with happen to be members of the Pike syndicate who are the galaxy's top supplier of spice mind on Kessel. It's drugs,
4: not medicinal.
1: Yeah, but you never know some places there's, um, you know, really progressive legislation. Um, they are, I, mean the, I, I meant the Pike's spice
4: specifically. Oh no,
1: theirs I think is strictly recreational. Yeah. It seems that way. Okay. okay. Um, they're slimmer and taller than most humans with lanky limbs and gross three fingered hands. They have I mean, narrow really
4: body shame the pikes tonight.
1: Well I I'm just saying, some aliens are gross. Is that it's fair to say. They probably think I'm gross. Also fair to say. I wouldn't disagree. Um they have narrow almond shaped eyes that could be magenta or blue. I'll bet magenta eyes are dope. They have yellow blood. I don't know why or how, but they do. I wouldn't say it if it was a <laughs> lie. Um, and they killed siphon Sifo- bleed. What's that? Have we
4: seen one bleed? I am mean, that's a legitimate question.
1: Presumably that's how we know they have yellow blood, but I can't recall off the top of my head when, um, but okay. they did kill Sifu Dias and they were later confronted by Obi-Wan and Anakin in clone wars season six, episode 10. I mentioned that the other day when I was talking about the pikes did, um, have three force users. Cause Dooku was there at that time as well under lock and key at one point, even though, They seem, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, and that wasn't the case in this episode, clearly. They were the most dangerous guys that you were running into in this episode of Infested. But typically, uh, the Pikes aren't really, they're not like the top of the crime syndicate food chain, right? Uh, Isn't it safe to say in the past they've seemed like kind of, I mean, you don't necessarily want to just poke them, but kind of pushovers a little bit?
4: I, yeah, I'm a proponent of that. That I don't think that they're as scary as Star Wars yeah. wants us to think that they are. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay. Load so on the totem pole, I think I I think we agree on that. I who's the top dog? Uh, I mean, Crimson Dawn. If they're if they're alive and kicking, right? Okay. Maybe the Huts. Those would be the the top two.
4: Yeah, it's probably the Huts, honestly. Uh,
1: you know, it depends on the, longevity, the specific longevity time depends. period. Yeah, they're old. I. We're getting off off topic here a, a tiny bit, but uh, I didn't. I don't think I realized. I mean, you know a little bit because Jabba is clearly like an adult in the prequels and the the original trilogy, so he's at least some age. But in the in the um, High Republic comics and in the well, even the War of the Bounty Hunters. Now I think we're learning that the Huts are really, really, really old, which is probably something that people knew. Anyway, but they're like, they live to multiple hundreds of years. And that's not something I personally knew forever. But, yeah. Um, what were we even talking about? We were talking about pikes, who are pikes. clearly Pights. not in the same conversation as the Huts or Crimson Island, or even Black Sun, in my opinion. Um, I would much rather have to deal with a pike than a member of the Black Sun syndicate. Cooler name. Mm, for sure. Cooler name. For sure, yeah um and were the pikes and our syndicate is the pike syndicate i mean did they even try did there was there a workshop did they do a thought cloud anything nothing i i mean i don't know whatever they could i mean
4: adding syndicate is good that's a good step
1: (laughs) it's a first step though it seems like a a jumping off point more than a a stopping point to me i feel like you know they could have given it they could have slept on it but whatever there it is um, we also spent a lot of time with them, like I said, the Spice Girls Arc season seven, episode six through eight. We talked about that extensively on our show. Uh I really liked those episodes. That's why I'm always plugging the Clone Wars episodes. And they, we do see them in live action in solo a Star Wars story. Uh and they look a little different for sure than they do in animation, but they're pikes. There you go. Um so we're in Sid's bar. We are passing the pikes. We are packed out. Um, and one of the armored guards tries to stop the Bad Batch as they're headed back to Sid's uh, office area. Um, um, and Hunter just kind of tosses him aside and they force force their way into the office. And that's where we see this Deveronian man uh, seated behind Sid's desk there, clearly the one who's taking charge. I realized, obviously... He's new management. He's in charge of marketing. He's done something to drum up the numbers. She should at least figure that out before we dispatch with this guy. But um, Deveronians are also sentient humanoid species from Deveron, kind of on the nose, uh, which is odd. Sentient humanoid, that can mean a lot of things because Deveronians and pikes do not look similar. You would definitely not confuse them. Um humanoid just means bipedal, bipedal head two arms two, two legs arms, kind of two thing. Legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um but near ma- humans
4: near humans means like
1: humans with different colored gist, skin or something. Yeah. 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 Are so is uh, are Twi'leks near human? And no, Togruta because they, cause the they have are ha- two, di- are the, two different the, Okay.
4: They are humanoid.
2: Okay,
1: fair. That seems like a weird line to draw, but there we go. Um Males of the Deveronian species are bald and have two horns, and those are the ones we think of normally. They clearly look like cartoon devils to me. Um, And the females have a full head of hair and no horns. They do have some kind of like vestigial bumps on their head, but uh, they're clearly differentiable. They um, have black... Blood that is silver-based, which there was like a really confusing explanation for if you want to understand why they have black blood that is silver-based, you're going to need to read up on that yourself. Feel free to do a Google search because it was complicated. Um, but it, their mm-hmm. blood is processed through two livers, and it is constantly cleansed of toxins. So Devronians are highly resistant to poisons. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did know Not a cheap
4: date either a lot of clearly lot of it's a lot like trying to get Wolverine to drunk yeah yes
1: <laughs> um, their skin is immune to fire and high temperatures I did know that though if you watch the Mandalorian you probably learned that um, my two this might be blasphemous because I'm not going to include our original Devronian that was seen in the Cantina in the original trilogy. My two personal favorite Devronions are Vizago from Rebels, who's the leader of the Broken Horn Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Uh, not super trustworthy, not a terrible guy either. Um, and Berg, who it was from Mandalorian, he's the the cat who worked with Migs and that whole crew when they were helping old boy escape from the rebel transport prison thing there. Um so we uh, bust in and we see the Deveronian sitting there at Sid's desk and he gives them the lowdown of what's going on there and we've got this all recorded. I'll give you the rundown.
2: It's rude to barge into one's office unannounced. This isn't your office.
1: <laughs> Guess again. She's my prized pet.
0: What are you doing with her?
2: I paid. Sid delivered. And where is Sid? Sid's out. This parlor and Ord Mantel are now my territory. But if you're looking for work, I might have use for you. We'll think about it. You do that.
3: I mean, nice guy so far, right? You walk in right off the street, he offers you a job. Seems like it's
1: totally on the up and up. Straight up dude I I can't be the only one Who had the distinct feeling That when Hunter said We'll think about it He absolutely meant We will not think about it And we will also not work for you That was the impression (laughs) that I got Um, And I I think that's actually supported Because Immediately after that They're leaving Sid's parlor Talking about How they're about to leave Ord Mantell So uh, We've got Mm -hmm. the clip of that too We're getting off Ord Mantell Tech, prep the ship. The rest of us will gather supplies.
0: But what about Sid? Omega. What did he mean when he said she was out?
1: Oh, Ever the Bleeding Given Heart. Given his tone, it is a plausible assumption that Sid was either forced out or taken out. Goggles. <laughs> <laughs>
4: will we
0: have to find her and help her? <clears throat> nice to see one of you cares. Inside, now.
3: That would have been a great opportunity for tech to say uh did you not hear the second part of what i just said or taken out yeah <laughs> like there's nothing to help if she's dead <laughs> like it's
1: not gonna work well turns out uh sid is right up there kind of overhearing them and hopefully very thankful for omega yeah but she's there on her ship and calls them aboard and uh, yeah i, now I get
3: the rundown of who he is. Yeah, I
1: wonder how she weaseled her way out of that one a little bit. Because she's uh, there. I mean, I guess he just kicked her out and said, this is mine now. Get out. And she was free to go. But it seems like I'm. Well, I mean, we're going to find out that, that uh, Roland Durand here that she's about to tell us about. He's not the best at this he's no. he's taking a shot he's fully like not really super prepared but that's a super loose end to be like i'm gonna take over your bar and i'm gonna take over the city where you're kind of running the underground operations and then i'm just gonna like leave you to go around Alive. with all your contacts <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, i mean risky move roland i do not approve not not good management yeah. skills So well, here's here's yeah. sid giving you the lowdown on what's going on at her bar
0: so, you boys met Roland. He's a former client and the son of crime boss Issa Durand. Issa one. Roland's like real trying to make a name for himself one. by joining up with the Pikes.
2: What's he doing on Ord Mantel?
0: This port's connected to multiple hyperspace routes, ideal for smuggling. My parlor's right in the middle of the action. Roland saw the value in it and took it. But we are taking it back. We? If I lose, you lose. Don't forget how good I've been at keeping secrets. Slime ball. I believe she's
1: threatening us. Ugh.
0: You're quick.
1: Goggles. This guy's when
0: we needed go. help, we came to Sid, remember? Now she needs help. We can't just walk away. You tell him, Tiny. <sighs> so, what's your plan?
3: Yeah, Tiny, you tell him.
1: Goggles is the guy who would stop getting invited to the meetings in the workplace cuz he like jeez, <laughs> just oh, shut up. <laughs> Everything he says just like grates on my nerves a little bit. What a turd.
3: He's the guy that ruins his, ruins the uh I believe she's true the, the like, black Yes, she just the openly of the blackmailed movie. you. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh-huh. He's he's t- doing a recap of Sixth Sense, and he's like, "Oh, you mean you didn't know he, he was dead, dead all the whole time? time?" And, and yeah. I can say that now because that movie is okay, way yeah. old, so You're it's not, not a spoiler at this for point. Sixth Sense.
1: That's right. <laughs> right, right, spoiler like, alert! <laughs> you haven't seen Sixth Sense. <laughs> spoiler by now. alert for the movie from the '90s. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
4: Um. Yeah i I do enjoy like being mad at tech. For stuff that he says though what's the opposite so of comic
1: relief is that what he's doing it's like <laughs> just like the groans <laughs> yeah Oof. he's the oh, the this guy.
3: face palm thing like
1: i oh, do believe man. she's blackmail <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah she, we all just watched her blackmail you you idiot
4: did when um when omega came up to them in the first like episode she was in did he go a child <laughs> Or like <laughs> my lucky stars
3: it's a child. I don't know. Who oh, you... Look, it's a small clone. Who knows oh, what dumping um, to are. do.
4: I need to do one of my trademark moves. Uh Twi'leks are near human. I had the definition of near human wrong. Um Well, well, well. Apparently humanoid uh, is everything that is that shape including like protocol droids and such. Mm. Um and near humans are just anything that's
1: relatively close. It- to humans. who decides who gets to make the final call know. is the a near some- human they've got horns
4: well if Leiku didn't are we about to Leiku are we about to
1: spiral down a, a rabbit hole of what is and well, is? so thing. i i
4: was like i was like clicking on some different ones to see and like it says that twi'leks are near humans like right in their thing but like it didn't say that for a week way and they're like they're shaped the same like but is there does that mean
1: to almost have
2: to be near humans too I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Wow. I
4: don't know. The debate continues. Yeah. And, yeah, it doesn't say it's for Deveronians either.
1: You know you know what's not a near human? And I'll tell you for sure, a pike. Hut. Well, no, definitely not a hut. That's <laughs> not even a humanoid. I would say that's like a slugoid. Uh, but pikes yeah. are definitely not near human. They may be humanoid, but they are not near human. I, not by my definition anyway, if I'm allowed to make the call are you are you googling that mm-hmm. right you're, now too?'re you're not you're not on the story team I'm not, but um i I'm gonna in my own I think you're canon, safe I think it's a safe bet they're not yeah um yeah, there you go um, weird seems like no one knows where the line is specifically drawn on near human versus just um a bipedal upright alien species <laughs> uh so there you go so. Sid's plan is to sabotage Roland's upcoming spice deal with the Pikes by stealing the product, a.k.a. the spice, I suppose, uh, from his auto, uh, from his office, which used to be her office, before the exchange. And Sid takes the Bad Batch to the old mining tunnels under Ord Mantel, which, like, my goodness, if... <laughs> This can I it's too soon to spoil Black Widow, I guess, but like this is uh yeah, this is go. called a contrivance, I suppose. Like now all of a sudden there's secret mines that go directly to her office. Like of course there is, but whatever. I, I felt like that was pretty silly. But here we go. The the old mining tunnels under Ord Mantel that lead to um I, I guess a, a rail cart line that goes all under the city and ends at Sid's office at a ladder for some reason, but there it is. So they're going to use the rails to sneak into her office from underneath. Um, Wrecker, of course, this is his plan every time whenever they need to plan anything is just, let's just go in and blast everything. Ah, We can take them all out. He's, he's not like, he's not the sharpest. So he says they can storm the place. And take out the guards, and Sid shuts them down and says nobody can know that they're involved, and uh, they definitely don't want to make enemies with the Pikes. And this is sort of what what I was talking about earlier. Like she's terrified of the Pikes. I don't I don't know why. They never seemed super dangerous to me in the past. I mean, definitely bad guys. Quote bad guys who do bad things. But um, whatever. There they are. She's scared of them. She doesn't want to make enemies with the Pikes. So they got to do covert style. Um, Tech says that the crates that they 're about to ride in aren't in great shape, but he can get the motors going and this is where Sid says we can't use the motors because they 're too loud. This is a stealth mission um, and she doesn't want to wake up the hive um
3: so this she was a uh- she was very like she wasn't even concerned that like the little hand cranky thing on it didn't need some WD forty. Uh, she's yeah, like yeah, I, this
1: whole thing <laughs> like it's been it's,
3: sitting down in this mine the entire time, and you're going to use a, a manual crank that apparently is just stealth quiet. Like
1: okay, which of course sure. like the rail car engines in super awesome space Star Wars world also have old timey like two people on each end up and down (laughs) hand cranks like uh (laughs) to make it go along the rail so uh, but it does and that's what they do because that's that's stealth mode for these things i guess the engines are pretty loud because they're underground in a mine um but they so they manually move the carts across the track and sid warns them not to make a sound as they pass through these big doors or they'll wake up the hive and the caverns have an infestation problem again this is another situation with sid being very vague with the details and you mm-hmm. think since her neck is also on the line not only with whatever's infesting the caverns down there but also with like reacquiring her parlor and getting rid of her usurper and not ticking off the pikes, who she's so scared of and all these things, but she just says, uh, don't talk because I said so. We don't want to wake up the hive of whatever. But of course, Wrecker drops his flashlight, aka torch, cause British, you know, whatever, English. Um, down the pit, and they hear some kind of loud animal screaming down there, and they just keep moving and get out. So if you didn't if you thought there was a chance they were getting out without being swarmed by whoever was down there before um that's definitely the writing is clearly on the wall now that that's going down on the way out um but they before that they've got to get this spice and smuggle it out of her office so they they reach the end of the tunnel the clones and sid are there um conveniently enough at the end of the rail line there is a ladder directly into sid's office um, couldn't have worked out better for him so there it is they uh, are a little worried that they don't know what's up there though how do we know that he's not going to be in the office how do we know it's going to be empty and Sid's got it under control she activates her comm and it signals catch that's the weak way who's the regular at her bar we've mentioned many many times uh, and he Then walks past Ruby while he's eating some, it looks like popcorn, maybe mantel mix, whatever, some kind of little bar snacky. And he's dropping a trail on the ground uh, that Ruby's picking up and eating because that's what house pets do when you drop food on the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty foolproof plan. And as soon as he gets outside and, and Ruby kind of crosses that threshold Bolo, who is the other regular of the bar. um, Thorian. Yes. Uh, snatches Ruby up and and they run off with her and her, him. I, I mean, I don't mean to gender the pet there. I don't really know what it is, but they run off with Ruby. And of course, this is part of the plan. Roland realizes she's missing because this is his new pet that he's got like right on his hip all the time. So he and his enforcers run out to find her, leaving the office empty. Justice Sid um, expected and planned out. So they break in, they grab the spice, they're loading it into the carts, but Roland finds Ruby and sends his enforcers to chase down Bolo and catch and heads back to the parlor. So he's about to get there just as those guys are packing up the spice. And I think we've got a little clip of what Roland had to say here.
3: Yeah, I thought this was funny because he's just like walking with Ruby and this is what he says. Don't worry, we'll catch those two and kill them. Yes,
1: we will. <laughs> He's a good pet, Dad. Yeah, He's,
3: that's that's how we don't all feel worry. when our pets are wronged by yeah. someone. It's like it's okay. I'll go ahead and get him and kill him for you. It's
1: okay. I like, I mean, different <laughs> context because you feel like this guy probably means it, but I would say a very similar thing to my dog on the way back. If he yeah. ever got kidnapped, um, don't yeah. so don't mess with my pet either.
3: It's I mean, a, look what John Wick did. Jeez, yeah, Jesus. for like what,
1: seven, <laughs> eight movies, a lot, of, a lot of
4: times. Right. Spirit, so. <laughs> right. Um, Ruby is a female lizard.
1: Okay, Whew. off the hook. Which, by the way, I, I thought it was a female. I,
3: I could go for a a, a Ruby
1: spinoff lizard series. at like Galaxy's
3: oh. Edge. No, like and like you, you, we're like if you roll it over on its back, you can like rub its belly, and it makes those little noises, like what it was doing for rolling.
1: Maybe we'll get a. Uh,
3: I could get behind maybe that. We'll
1: get a plush
4: ruby at the deuce. Yeah, a little plush ruby. So it makes sound specific to like its body position. Like you it maybe. over, it would yeah. Make if it's on its legs
3: that. and you squeeze a paw or something, it makes different noises. Versus if you flip it over and rub its belly, it makes different noises. That'd be kind of cool
4: there was a sleep there's like a bedtime ernie toy that my sister had <laughs> that would like it knew it had like a weight in it and it could tell which way it was like if it was on its mm-hmm. like if it was like laying down i'm yeah i'm so sleepy Bert. like <laughs> this guy however yeah, with oh, the sorry, I can only do one voice <laughs> i'm so sleepy Bert. <laughs>
1: it's the man of a you thousand technologies out
3: year. there yeah. yeah technology's out there now we just got to make it happen but you well, we know Hasbro listens wizarded. to the
1: show, so maybe they'll yeah. <laughs> push that through production. So, hey, what that'll do the Aaron next version. Bert when he asked him if he wanted some ice cream. Here we go. I don't even want uh, it. Sherbert. What? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. <sighs> oh, terrible. Cron. Waka, waka,
4: waka.
2: <laughs> so
3: stinky.
1: Your dad You should like that.
3: Yeah, it actually wasn't terrible. <sighs> All right,
1: I'm... Uh, <laughs> I, we got to pivot from this. So the clones are <laughs> are escaping Roland slash Sid's office right as Roland busts in and uh, he sees that the spice has been stolen and of course locates the trapdoor through which they just escaped and the chase is on. Um, I don't know about you two or anyone listening, but I felt like as soon as we arrived at Sid's um, at Sid's office at the ladder leading up to it and whatever was down in the pit the hive had not emerged I'm like oh well these guys are definitely getting chased out of that office by someone so I I felt like mm-hmm. this was pretty well telegraphed but um, it happened the clones are yeah. fleeing with the spice on the rail cars and they're being trace- uh, chased by Roland's enforcers and they do not care about the hive or are unaware of it because they fire up the engines and they are going to overtake these guys very quickly. And there's a blaster shootout. Sid is irritated. She's like, you're going to wake up the things. We're going to get attacked by the things, whatever. And Hunter jumps to the near cart, like classic runaway rail cars move where you got to jump to the other rail car. I mean, it's, Tale is told. It's time, it's going to happen. Uh, so Hunter does that, and he takes out a couple guys, and he disables the one, which makes it crash into the one behind it, and they both fly off down the pit, and Sid's like, uh, I think we woke up the Hive. Clearly, the Hive is going to get woken up. If we can't even turn the engines on because we're going to wake up the Hive, I'm quite yeah. sure that the blaster shootout slash carts crashing into each other slash all four engines slash crashing down into the pit where the things are probably woke him up. So she's, um, Mm -hmm. taking a very high percentage shot there making that call. And we hear more screams from down in the pit. And of course we don't like the sound of that. And that's when the giant swarm of earlings fly up from the bottom of the pit. And, there's not much to say about these. Um, they're new. This is the first time we've ever seen them. And the details that tech gives you later in the episode that, and what we see is really all there really is to know. They're large, non-sentient species of insectoid tarot creatures that lived on Ord Mantel. They're giant flying insects. Uh, they're nocturnal. Come out at night they form hives with uh, out of a web-like substance and they are visually sensitive to light and i'll bet you were able to pick up on all that stuff on your own
3: yeah uh it it's an interesting thing cuz it says non-sentient species but Here. they fly up and they're flying around the bad batch they clearly in, grab the crates of spice and and uh Sid says not the spice is they're like dumping it out do we think that that like maybe they smelled it in there so they were just grabbing at it or do we think like because otherwise what would be their incentive to grab a crate sitting in the bottom of a train
1: I read it as like just a giant swarm of huge insects grabbing at everything like they got disturbed and okay. woken up and they were just grabbing at everything and maybe they're not Whatever strong they enough to find. like actually pick up a whole person, but they were able to pick up those, um, spice containers or something mm. that cause okay. I, I also didn't, I didn't see them like carrying anything away or making any deliberate movements. It looks like almost like where bees just swarm and start attacking. Like they were just swarming and yeah. grabbing at everything and running into everything and creating a huge mess yeah which they
3: very they did. uh pitch black style yeah uh
1: yeah
3: horror movie like it's now turned into like sci-fi horror at this point
1: <laughs> which i would love to see a, a star wars horror movie i think that could be super awesome but that's mm-hmm. sort of We've had glimpses
4: yeah. did you ever
1: read those books death troopers and i didn't Red harvest they good?
3: i've not read that one
2: mm-hmm.
4: yeah pretty good
1: Josh is usually good for selling a book. He he likes them.
4: What? (laughs) Yeah. Good book. Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. One is like a zombie virus thing, and then the other one's like a Sith alchemy thing, but they're connected.
1: I've definitely seen Hmm. like fan art and images and stuff of the zombie uh, stormtroopers, but no, I've not read the book. Maybe I could. I'm way behind on my reading. I've got so many books piling up in my backlog. I've got to catch up. Need to buy a Kindle. If, if people would start donating to my Venmo when I give it out at the end of the episode, I could buy a Kindle and catch up on all this reading. You would have had it six be, months I'd ago. Ahead of, I'd be ahead of the <laughs> game on the books by now. Jeez. But no, not a dime. <laughs> all this work. I'm just kidding. But uh, The Erlings, we don't, I don't know. Maybe they like spice. Maybe it smells good. Some people like the smell of, of spices. I, whatever. I, I have no idea why the spice got knocked down, but it did. Uh, They also knocked down the last of Roland's Enforcers, Um, but of course, uh, as you probably expected, the clones and Sid barely make it out, and they seal those doors that they went through on the way in behind them and shut the hive off behind them, but they lost all of the spice in the fray, which right now doesn't seem like a huge deal because they didn't really want the spice. They just wanted everybody else to not have it
3: yeah did with the Erlings too did it seem like they just burst when they ran into stuff because like the last one definitely just kind of hit the door as it was closing i don't know that it actually like
1: i thought it got closed I thought on it, got it shut in the door maybe it ran maybe it flew into it at high velocity and exploded like a bug on a windshield i'd have to it, watch again. it yeah it was
3: <laughs> it was just like they kind of went
1: but, like little bug well, That's got a poor design either. if they're able to just fly fast enough to make themselves explode on impact. <laughs> <laughs> put a governor on that. Sure. Right. It's the opposite. You're going of,
3: too fast, Ted. Slow down. <laughs> pull up.
1: Pull up. <laughs> oh no. We lost Ted. That's the opposite of evolution. Yeah, it's not good for him.
3: <laughs> right. Not an enhancement by any means.
1: But they, they make it out. And then we uh, we cut to woo. yeah I, it was really touch and go there for a minute I thought they were all going down to the insects th- three episodes before the end of the season
3: uh, you know what that would have been an ultimate disappointment though if we've gone this long in the bad batch and one of the main characters and then in the bad batch dies because of bugs right the bugs take them and eat them. unless <laughs> like, it's, tech, like, oh.
1: it's woo finally see you, Jack be later horrible. goggles Boo! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no no I don't even want to see poor Teak go down like that that'd be he's Teak he's annoying but he's be- he's better than going down to the swarm of earlings in the pit mm-hmm. on the rail cars but we we cut back to Roland's people apprehending Bolo and Ketch. they caught up to him these guys were not really super savvy henchmen um, Sid's A team very strong her B team not strong at all so Mm -mm. she does not have a deep bullpen it seems like Um, and they pretty much um, pretty immediately right give up sin's plan to steal the spice and spill the whole beans Um, and I think we've got where is our payment as the pike's showing up right after the
2: shipment Mm -hmm. was stolen you'll get your money but I need more time.
0: We did not come to hear excuses. If you cannot deliver as promised, you are of no further use to us.
4: I said you'll get your money. I suggest you go back
2: to Obadiah and wait.
0: You are out of your depth, Durand. Either you correct this grave mistake you and your entire family will experience what pain truly feels like. Dangerous. Mm. Scary.
3: You threatened the whole family. They were just chilling there when those guns were drawn on him. He yeah. was just standing there with his arms behind his back like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah,
1: he's come He's on. pretty unflappable, it seems like. And I got to say, yeah. this Pike leader, who I couldn't find a name for, they never called him by name, Um, he definitely seems more intimidating than a lot of our other pikes that we've run into Uh, back in the olden clone wars days, even before season seven, the pikes were Mm -hmm. like, they pretty much seemed like pot smoking hippies, right? I mean, can I say that they seemed like they were well, like, at least the the leader? Yeah, did, like yeah. they were just. Cause
3: he always had like the little tinge of blue yeah. around his uh, yeah. They were mouth, spice like smoking, he was using his own
4: products,
1: spice smoking free <laughs> love, Take high in your own supply. Yeah, they, they definitely yeah. were. Though it seemed like maybe there's some new management involved now, and they've tightened things up, and that's why they're more dangerous. Who knows? But wait, so are you saying
4: you know why we don't have a name? His name's Big Worm.
1: Oh yeah, is that why? Big perm.
4: Worm. <laughs> yeah, the other guy was smoky, smoking all the weed. And he had to go. <laughs> not selling it. Big perm. Big worm.
1: <sighs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Flying under the radar, that's key if you're top of the food chain. It really is. Uh but this is yeah. not Mark Krim or any of the other people that we've known from the pikes. This is some other leader. But he does he does sound a little more intimidating. He's got that uh that scary bad guy voice and, and tone going on. Way better than they normally do. Like I said, they seemed like kinda laid back, uh spice smoking, free living, not that dangerous type dudes back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh Omega now asks Sid if her parlor is safe now that they've got the spice out and the the pikes have shown up, and and Sid says that Bolo and Ketch have reported back to her that the pikes only came, already came for Roland. And uh, they don't take kindly to unpaid debts. So she's counting that as pretty well resolved, it seems like. And they show up at her parlor and they find a bunch of Roland's people laying on the floor. Seems to me like they're dead. Uh, maybe they're just unconscious. kids show. But I think they're dead. Sleeping. They're sleeping. They're going to wake up later after the episode's over. It's just not on camera. Okay. Um And... I feel like Sid's feeling comfortable, like, oh, they they cleaned this up even better than I thought. Here we go. I'm going to just sweep out these, uh, quote, sleeping bodies, and uh, we'll be back to business with my two customers that I have to (laughs) serve drinks to. And uh, right then, Roland shows up with the pikes, and he's like, that's Sid. That's the clones. They're the ones with the spice. Uh, so he flipped on a dime, and like I said, Roland was not prepared for this endeavor. He's really just trying to show off for his mommy. Which, I mean, come on, what kind of bad guy? Get a life. He's a big boy. <laughs> He's a big boy making big boy choices for n- his own reasons. Doesn't I think that's probably what he tells himself. Um, in the in the mirror, in the mirror before he goes to. <laughs> I'm a big. Boy. <laughs> Yeah, before he goes to steal uh, a bar with two customers from an old lady.
3: You're handsome, and gosh darn it, people like you.
1: You're a scary (laughs) Deveronian. People are going to do whatever you say. Are you near human? I don't know. (laughs) You're definitely sentient because you've got feelings and agency, but not a strong plan. Um, Yeah, Roland's not great. But he comes in with the pikes and he's selling out everybody. He's like, look, I didn't lose the spice. They stole it. The old lady and the guys with the little girl stole it.
3: Um, Which, why couldn't they, like, wait Like couldn't you put like a scout or a lookout or something like watch the bar and see when they all come out? It seems like they just showed up right after the mission, and here comes Roland getting escorted out. Yeah, yeah, by the pipe. The whole
1: thing is so stupid. You like the people who just like you did it right then. The other way, the only the only thing I will say, and they didn't definitely, definitely did not spell this out, but it seems like uh bulowing catch just full on flipped on her. And they're like, yeah, Roland's taken care mm. of. The pikes came. It's all good. You can go back, knowing full well that they sold her out and Roland and the Pikes were headed back to the bar to get her. Um mm. that's the only thing the only the only thing I can think of because otherwise I agree. It's just dumb. We just <laughs> stole the spice Let's immediately go right back to the scene of the crime. Like, if you've watched a single true crime documentary, you know you don't return to the scene of crime immediately. I
4: mean, to be fair, they haven't because they're just little babies. That's
1: true. They don't know anything about anything. But you'd think Sid could, well, who knows, whatever. But they did. And here's the Pikes with Roland pointing fingers like there's the people who stole my lunch money. And the Pike leader, who's still, I don't know his name. Nobody told me. I think he deserves to have one. He confronts Sid and the clones over the shipment of spice. Sid, of course, slime ball, first instinct. You got to lie. So she denies having it. Um, And the Pike leader is like, fine, I'm not even going to mess with this. Just kill them all. So his henchmen pull the guns up. And Hunter is like, okay, okay, okay. We'll get the spice. We don't have it on us. We know where it is. We'll go get it for you. And the Pike says, You go get the spice right now. Leave the girl with us as a hostage till you get back. And of course, immediately, all the Bad Batch, including Sid, weapons up, step in front of Omega. And they're like, Absolutely not. We're not. That's not happening. And the Pike leader says, This isn't up for negotiation. This is what's happening. And Sid convinces Hunter to let her deal with the negotiations. And then immediately says, okay, it's fine. Let's just leave Omega with the pikes. She'll be okay. Uh, so I don't really know. Whatever. I don't really know. This was not my favorite episode. It, I, don't, I don't know why that <laughs> happened. But there it is. So the pike leader says, go get the spice. We're keeping Omega as collateral so you don't just run off and make an escape. And when you bring back the spice, we'll wash our hands of it, and this whole deal will be done. Um, And Sid tells them we've got no choice, so uh, at least they know where it is. Let's go get the spice. And we've got a clip of her little conversation with them here.
0: We can't leave Omega with them. We don't have a choice, but we know where the spice is. We'll return it, and the kid will be fine. The terror creatures we encountered in the cavern are Erlings. They are nocturnal insects with visual sensitivity to thermal registers. Our best chance is to strike before nightfall. Muscles and I will rappel down into the cavern and locate the crates. I got the kid into this mess, and I'll get her out.
1: Sid, stepping up. Yeah, that's like the most noble, decent thing she's ever said, I think. Um, You know, I got her Mm -hmm. into it, so... I'll get her out and good honor for that. I know I am oftentimes talking poorly about Sid, so I will give credit where credit is due. Good for her taking ownership, going down into the belly of the beast with muscles. Side note good to see that Wrecker gets a Sid nickname now, too. Um, But good honor for it. Um, And they're going to repel down. From the Havoc Marauder on some wires into the pit to Which get again, the spice. Sting. Wrecker's afraid of yeah, heights. I, of course, we've <laughs> got to find a way for him to be up in the air every episode <laughs> right. and keep confronting what well, you'd think by now he just wouldn't he be over it. He's been uh immersion therapied enough that he's over his fear of heights. What's the what's the phobia term for a fear of heights? Does anybody know? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, actually i think i i said I it know. on the one of the first episodes when isn't it ac- it's acrophobia, is it acrophobia? Is i right? was gonna say agoraphobia and i know that's not it that's like fear of being around no people. that's fear of people uh, um, yeah so maybe I acrophobia think. is right but yeah he's scared of heights
2: Acrophobia.
3: not to be confused with good job arachnophobia no that's that
1: fear of spiders and it's that's also a- the title of a movie <laughs> um yes <laughs> not a great movie but a movie but they're dangling above the pit, and they're rappelling down um, off some kind of like pulley winch system that the Habit Marauder has conveniently enough. I mean, whatever. It's equipped with all kinds of goods. And, it's like
4: a ladder, but sideways.
3: <sighs> I like the uh, <laughs> <laughs> orange. Harnesses that they were wearing though, because it reminded me of Matt the right, the technician from Saturday Night Live.
1: Oh my god, I can't with you two right now. Ah, I Tried to give a deep, d- a detailed recap of this episode, and it's your two's Tom foolery. If you want to hear about ladders, mm-hmm. but sideways, you got to check out our coverage of the phenomenal Ewok movies. <laughs> Not my favorite Kyle's favorite. But I've already <laughs> talked about them more than I care to. But yes, there we go. We're sliding down the uh ladders, but sideways without steps, because they're not at all like ladders. <laughs> um It worked. Yeah, it got me all riled up, which I suppose is the point. Um and Sid warns Wrecker not to drop his torch. Um that means flashlight if you speak American. And because he needs to be reminded of everything like a toddler, he cannot be trusted. And then they get to the bottom and Wrecker and Sid immediately start finding crates and securing them and sending them back up. So even though they just tumbled down into a giant cavernous pit and they just lowered themselves down on wires, cables, ropes, what have you. There they were, right there. They were in the exact right spot. I'm mm-hmm. sure someone did some math, but they really planned that out well. Um okay. so they pull them all up and we cut back so they they start sending up those those uh, crates of spice and we cut back to um Omega who is she's like more confident every single episode. And she's eyeing a uh, blaster that's abandoned on a table nearby. And that's when Roland uh, pipes up and and gives her a warning. We've got
2: that here. No, no, no. Don't try it. They'll kill you. If your friends don't return the spice, we're both dead. That's what happens when you meddle in other people's business. Ass,
0: you're the one who took Sid's pala from her. You
2: take what you want. That's the Durand way. It's a tactic my mother's perfected.
0: So she's a criminal, too?
2: Ugh. You make it sound so undignified. <laughs> if she saw me now... Ruby.
1: Ruby doesn't take a liking to many people.
0: Don't worry, Ruby. We'll get out of this.
1: Aww. And now because the pet dog likes them both, they know they can trust each other. Because dog people are crazy. Like mm-hmm. they really are. Um hey man, pets do you are know pretty Ruby's smart. Last name? Soho. Soho. that. I, <laughs> <Yep, Soho. laughs> I was gonna say in the sky with diamonds, but I'm like, no, he wouldn't do that. That's a terrible joke. Ruby Soho, that's a great joke. I was actually <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was just listening to Rancid earlier today. Uh, any Rancid fans out there, you can also tweet at me about Rancid.
4: I'm just trying to get you to put songs on the show. Ah, you, Ruby Soho is okay. No, I like Rancid.
1: <laughs> okay, Ruby Soho. It just happened to work. Note to self Ruby Soho goes here. Okay, what are we talking about other than old 90s punk so we go rock? We're back to Hunter, oh, Hunter on, the on the pulley ship. system. We're back to the um we're back to the the havoc marauder hovering above the the pit and hunters using this pulley system to load the crates onto the ship and Echo warns him that it's night, almost nightfall and the earlings are going to wake up and that's when Tech says he's preparing for that possibility and he's tinkering with some kind of gear. Uh, did everybody realize that this was going to be a bomb that was going to be like a UV bomb, a light bomb, like from blade or something? I, I mean, clearly kind of, you know, that was yeah. conventional wisdom. I think not that it's a bad idea, but he was working on some contingency plan there. Um, Sid and wrecker secure the final crate and Sid tells Hunter to haul him up. Um, on the way back up, one of the cables breaks and kind of falls down to the cavern floor, and Wrecker's like, "Well, I hope that doesn't ri- wake up the earlings." And Sid is uh, pretty sure that it is, and I also personally was pretty sure that it was because <laughs> if Tech is building a light bomb, then I think we're probably going to blow up a light bomb at some point. And sure enough the earlings swarm up and they are all around Sid and Wrecker. Although it also looks to me kind of like they could have just pulled them up and loaded in with the earlings swarming around. Like they're mm-hmm. cicadas. They're gross and annoying, but it didn't seem like they were going to, they really weren't making kill the anybody effort, or anything, you know. but, um, you got the light bomb, so you drop the light bomb. And Tech drops the light bomb down. I'm calling it that. I have no idea what it's called. He just put threw together a thing. But it is a, bl- a bomb that exploded and it emit a bunch, emitted a bunch of light. So I'm calling it a light bomb In, until otherwise named. Um, and this buys them enough time for Sid and Record aboard with The Last of the Spice. And they're out of there. So um, the earlings, as being built up as a major threat, turns out, Um, we ran away from them once and we blew up a light bomb the second time and easy peasy lemon squeezy. They were out of the way. So the Mm -hmm. bad batch deliver the spice to the pikes. And much like he said, true to his word, that's how you do it as a, as a real criminal on the up and up with a little bit of nobility, uh, says that the matter's resolved, gives Omega back to him. She's got Ruby and they are free to go. Um, True to their word. Roland, on the other hand, they are not pleased with, and they force his head down onto a crate, presumably to chop it off. That's sort of the position he was in there. But Omega pleads for his life, no, don't kill him. And um, Sid kind of steps into and warns that killing Roland would provoke a war with his mother, Issa Durand. And I don't know if we're ever going to hear about Issa Durand again or see her anywhere, but... Apparently you do not want to mess with her. Her own son is kind of scared of her. Sid's scared of her. And the pikes obviously don't want to piss her off either because, um, even though Sid says, you know, write it off as a bad deal. And the pike says, well, we don't accept bad deals. He brings the uh, weapon down and does not chop off Roland's head. He just chops off one of his horns, which is disrespectful and probably embarrassing. But clearly he does not want a war with Miss Issa Durand either. Um, Mm -hmm. So he tells Roland their business is finished, but not to cross paths with the Pike syndicate again, because they will not presumably let him slide again a second time. Um, Omega asks Roland if if he's okay. And Roland kind of says it's a small price to pay and omega gives ruby back to him. So she's going to let ruby go with Roland which I mean nice enough but he did he did sort of buy. He did, he did buy ruby pay for his it. Pet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but it was made out to be like kind of a nice gesture on her part for whatever reason and then we get this final little mm-hmm. exchange between Hunter and Omega before uh the end of the episode.
0: Come on boys. First rounds on me. Woo-hoo.
2: You owe us way more than that.
0: Don't push your luck. Why did you stick up for him after what he did? I don't know. Ruby likes him. Maybe he's not all bad.
1: Dude, pets know, man. They know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'd bet the farm on it, but... I don't believe that Roland is necessarily an evil person. I think he was brought up uh, clearly in a crime family, and he's trying to impress them and whatever. So, and mm-hmm. I think that's Omega's point. But also, Omega uh, sees the good in everybody. She doesn't want anything bad to happen to anybody. That's sort of a reoccurring theme for her, and that, yeah. my friends,
4: Lo- love the music in that scene. It's like a little like interpolation, a different version of the force theme. It was nice at the very end.
1: I
3: heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear it right in that pause between when Sid stops talking before Hunter talks, you can hear it very clearly. Um, yeah, this episode was interesting because it, we just you with
2: joy. Uh,
3: I mean, anytime where I get more star Wars, I'm always filled with joy, but this, it, I don't know. We went from where we were with Hunter or with uh, Crosshair last week, getting ready to hunt down the Bad Batch, to this, which is we clearly had
1: another mission. Yeah, this was one of prior my to this. least enjoyable episodes of the season. Yeah
3: i I don't understand the jump. And we've got is there two more after this or three? Three to go. This three. was
1: episode thirteen of three sixteen. More. So we got 3 left. Presumably so, it'll be a 3 episode arc, but maybe not. We haven't really gotten any of those. We I think the no. the longest we've gotten is a couple 2 episode arcs, right? Um yeah, so yeah. maybe not. Maybe we'll get another um filler episode uh, after after this one. Um I don't know. I, I,
3: and I hate uh, I hate to say that because we talk about it all the time where Dave doesn't really do filler stuff no, like no disrespect to Mr. That, yeah. they're Like it's not like there's things that are throwaway things in some of these episodes, but it just seemed odd. It was like a little out of place. Yeah. The only thing that caught me a little bit, off, I don't know if you guys saw it or not at the like 1535 mark when they were like walking back to Sid's bar, there was some odd character like standing in front of a pole and it just, it, Struck me as odd because on, normally recall, like when they're, uh,
1: 15 minutes and 34 seconds into my brain, <laughs> the exact frame. Hey, yes, I just marked it so you can go character. back and no, look. I have, I have no idea. I didn't notice that. Yeah.
3: Uh, it was a little weird because he was standing, he was leaning against this pole. And normally when the bad batch is transitioning or when we're moving characters to and from a lot of the characters that you see are in the background behind them because your focal point is on the main characters of the show. But, in this part, they moved across someone in the foreground the, yeah, they were more towards the foreground, and they walked in behind the pole that he was leaning against, or that the this alien was leaning against and it was very kind of dark and you could I mean you could see facial features almost looked purplish uh, but in in hue, but they were walking like behind him, so that it just kind of stood out to me for a little bit. It could be nothing. I'm sure it probably isn't anything maybe i'm reading into it more than what i should but it was just odd and and again this episode as a whole just
1: not my favorite
3: didn't hit on the right cylinders for me i guess wasn't for me i don't know josh what,
2: what about you
4: yeah no i feel the same way i'm trying to look at this scene
2: yeah it was i, but yeah, I think it was like i
3: don't know it could be nothing it could be somebody i don't know they didn't move or anything. They oh just sat yeah,
4: there, so. no, that's that totally feels purposeful, but maybe not.
1: <laughs> you see it, mm, Josh is taking a really <laughs> hard stance here, people. You're gonna have to hold him, him to be that purposeful, one. Purposeful, but maybe not. This <laughs> is definitely purposeful if it's if, unless yeah. maybe not. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: So there's that, uh, but yeah, they. I don't know. It was just an odd episode, I guess. I I don't know. Yeah, I was. I liked Wrecker in this episode. He was okay. He was funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, episode 13 not is, much, is not much the out of bottom it. of the list for me for season one so far yeah, you never agree. know you never know episode 14 do you think gonna get
4: more of roland
1: <laughs> Ugh. I
4: hope um
3: not. i don't know that's a good quote. season two maybe and, and not this season i'm not very
4: thing. interested in Roland. Like he gets them out of a jam because they they uh, they got
3: him ran, out like, of a mutual
1: respect now or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather run into his mom. Frankly, I think she seems a lot more interesting. Rowan.
2: true. You
4: got my son out of a jam.
1: Uh,
2: Not no, no. man.
4: You out of a jam?
1: Maybe. Does she seem like the type Jeremy, to you,
4: Jeremy Jam?
1: Jeremy Jam. Oh
4: God. <laughs>
3: like like the repay, she repays the debt.
4: Maybe I don't Jambalaya.
3: know. We'll have to see. All right. Well, we will be back this Friday in, on our live stream to talk about the Orb Force ninety nine again. Orb Force ninety nine on Friday. So or, or
1: the Orb Batch ninety nine, also known as <laughs> we should uh, we never really talked yeah. About that.
3: You know, you know. I was uh, I was catching the live stream and I had just I think I just turned it on and I caught that and I was like, what's the, here's the Orb Batch. I was like, what is going on yeah, over yeah. here?
1: So that's what, well, that's what we It's always it a good time. Not yeah.
4: It's not a force if you're not on. It's so. just a batch. Yeah.
3: Okay, so it's just the orb batch. Jeez. <laughs> it's, I uh, like the implication. it's always a good time. Tune in. We'll uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. Sometimes we give away you prizes. Sometimes
1: what? we play games. Sometimes, Sometimes both. You, do, yeah. you never know. Um, you should tune in. We've only got three left. And fingers crossed. I think, uh, okay, bold prediction. These last three episodes, okay. they're going to be bangers, all three of them. I'm calling it right now; they're all going to be Ooh. top tier. You're going to dig them, so we're going to want to talk about it. Be there Friday yeah, night that, on the live stream.
3: That is a bold prediction.
1: And if I and if I'm wrong, uh, yeah. tune in to tell me I am wrong. I will take it like an adult. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Does anybody else have a couple more days? On, uh, couple more days. Episode thirteen or anything else from this week?
3: Not me, sir. I am uh, ready to blow this thing and go home. You're
1: all clear, kid. Now I us this thing and go home.
3: Well, that was the recap of episode thirteen of The Bad Batch, infested because they had a lot of bugs. Ord Mentel has a lot of bugs. They got a bug problem. They need to get the Starship Troopers in there and uh, take care of business. Speaking
1: of winning media, must see TV. <laughs> I want like
3: Starship Troopers. You would. <laughs> <laughs> You're the target oh, 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 demo. Man. <laughs> It's supposed to be better. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, well it was um, a very interesting episode we should have more per Kyle's prediction on these next three episodes you to cover first, and uh, go a little bit more in depth on than what we did this week but uh, tune in Friday night we'll talk about it we'll we'll recap everything that went on and, and get some first reactions of it um, Friday night YouTube Facebook anywhere you can Periscope, watch our live stream well,
1: Periscope too no Periscope, to say, but about, I always
3: forget about that one
1: I always it's forget okay. about that one
3: um, you can Miracorn. always find us on social media Outer Rim Beacon at um, at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram all of the social medias you can email us Outer Rim Beacon at gmail.com Ooh. my name is Justin you can find me on the on the Twitters at I am the Bendu where can they find you guys?
4: this is Little Maneuvers I got a split EP coming out with my homeboy Admiral Snack Bar you can <laughs> check
1: out all the information about that at Battle of Tanab I'm <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh god
1: i can never i need a hype man just to be able to keep up with josh's outro this is kyle i am kb underscore legend on twitter instagram uh venmo trying to get a kindle people keep up with their reading and you know whatever else i'm kb underscore legend everywhere you want to play uh far cry on on xbox kb underscore legend i'll see you there there you go you were in my,
4: my you were in my outro you're you are I, I know and, and I, I appreciate that
1: i appreciate that and i'm i'm happy to have it i think it's a good one too where you know at the deuce we got to shoot an album cover we gotta get a oh yeah now we're gonna do photo it before shoot. That. Cool. oh even better i love it oh
3: man oh man craziness craziness well, well you're everybody a have, Justin, a sorry. <laughs> have, a, have a great week have a great week Get out, do something Star Warsy. Check us out on Friday night. As always, may the Force be with you. Always.
2: always. Who's that
1: purple guy in the foreground? It's like a ladder, but sideways.
3: Grimace. He's still
1: skinny for Grimace. Hey, Grimace can go on a diet. Maybe he kicks the cheeseburgers.
3: Hey, this this was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's mace Maybe this he before used to be was Grimace packed on the pounds? Yeah.
1: Someday we're going to have to cut off the after-outro banter for Patreon-exclusive content. Everyone gets it for free now.
4: Gotta get him hooked and then make him pay for it later. (laughs)